0: Winning Wednesday here at yfelive.com for another GenCast, the daily live webcast that happens every Monday through Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. We, we shoot for 15 minutes sometimes. We go over. Today, I'm really going to keep that 15-minute mark. Just watch me. So it's Winning Wednesday, and I'm going to be winning by doing 15 minutes. So Winning Wednesday, basically what we do is talk about headlines, people, services, awesome things that are winning. And oh my gosh, you know what? I have like... Winning cues. I almost forgot that, you guys. You're like, what is going on? Wow, winning. <laughs> 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 oh my gosh. My 50 year old mother is in the background going, you're supposed to go like this. <laughs> Here. Like winning. And one more. Winning. Okay. So, very excited about those. Let's talk about our first winning headline. We're talking about winning headlines today, people that are in the news that are winning. Like winning. <laughs> all right. So, the <laughs> it's the little things that count. So, the first thing is uh, an Elle magazine. I mean, this is all over the place, but I liked the Elle magazine um, take on it. It's written by Jessica Gross. She's talking about a Pantene Philippines ad that has been tearing up. She says, the lady internet. I could comment on that, but I'm not because I like the article. So, um, scrolling down just a bit, let's go ahead and check out the article or the video in case you guys haven't seen it so that um, we put some context into what's being said or commented on the lady internet <laughs> about it. Hold on, let me make sure I've got all this queued up right. Okay. <music> what they say at the very end is something like, um, ditch the labels, that type of a thing. And so people online are having some real issues with it because basically they're saying Pantene, um, you're using uh feminism basically in order to sell your products, which they're not too happy about. And, uh, I think, you know, my opinion is winning for Pantene as is, uh, Jessica Gross. She's comments and says, great, um, great ad, that type of a thing. She says, um, if this ad can reach people who aren't so knowledgeable about feminist tenets and make them feel, think about double standards at their workplace, isn't that a net positive? And I agree. Yeah, it is. And I think it's also funny that these uh, these bloggers are coming out and saying um, boo against feminism or using this that label in order to sell something. Um, you know, the video made me feel something. It made me feel, you know, like proud or you know I don't know so I just think all in all Pantene winning on the viral video ad it's for the Philippines which I think is interesting why Philippines I don't know very much about the Philippine culture um or even what's going on with putting an ad out right now with Philippines so you guys will have to fill me in on the comments with Pantene and the ad and where it's running and what its place is so Definitely weigh in on the comments about the Philippines ad. She mentions that Sheryl Sandberg, it's the big headline in here, is that Sheryl Sandberg approved, like, said, yes, this is a lean-in item of the day and um, use that to kind of ju- juxtapose what other authors are saying and saying, oh, you know, Sheryl Sandberg is this leader of women, the, the feminist movement right now. But I think feminism is going through an interesting um, evolution right now of what it really means to be a feminist and that, that label in and of itself, right? So anyway, weigh in in the comments. Tell me what you think. Another person, we're talking more about fashion and beauty. Another one that's winning is uh, featured in Bazaar today. Chanel names a new face. The Paris Dallas Collection campaign had to go to an American girl, and who is it? Kristen Stewart. So I think this is interesting because I don't know too much. I mean, I'm not a fashion expert. I love to follow it, of course, like most people. Um, But at the same time, I wonder what the deal is with the face of Kristen Stewart on things. I'm not someone that's a fan of Twilight. I don't know too much about that. So again, if you're uh, Ursula, this is one of those things that I would love to have you uh, weigh in on. Um, why did they choose Kristen, um, or that's her name, right? Kristen, that's her name again? <laughs> Kristen Stewart to to be the face of this campaign. It's just an interesting choice, I think. And then also. Um, choosing who is representing your campaigns i just read an article in the new york times about the carrie underwood performance and uh, sound of music and how she didn't have these acting you know the same acting caliber that others could have had in fulfilling the role and uh the new york times the producer was commenting that she brought the fan base essentially they had 18 million viewers because uh in large part because of carrie underwood she brought her fan base and so that's That's definitely something you have to consider when you're putting someone in. I didn't really know that Kristen Stewart had a fan base, though, or what people perceive her as. Because I kind of look at her as the Twilight girl. So, I don't know. Again, weigh in, tell me what you guys think. Finally, the last story in fashion... As far as headlines, people, so Kristen Stewart was winning. She just got this awesome piece. Pantene's definitely a winner um, today in my books. Maybe not yours. Definitely weigh in in the comments. Um, Nordstrom is nation's favorite. This is in Forbes. Nor- Nordstrom is nation's favorite fashion store, but Kohl's wins for business attire. Really interesting because I actually went with my husband to buy him a little work outfit. <laughs> I don't think he would call it that. He hates shopping. Um, But we went to Kohl's and I don't shop at Kohl's that often. Um, I go mainly for his clothes actually. And, uh, I love, I was so impressed by the experience actually. It was a really nice like department type, like what I remember JC Penney's being when I was a kid type experience. When you walk in, there's customer people around that can help you. Um, nice, you know, like well-priced, good quality menswear. And it's, it's, placed in a nice way for being like a discount department store type of a piece. But what they said that they did really well at both Nordstrom and Kohl's are doing well is uh, loyalty programs and also um, returns. They make the return as simple as possible and they make loyalty um, something that is is felt and and is given freely to them. So, you know, how can we take that? those two examples from Kohl's and Nordstrom and pull them into our own business. How can we make our returns, whether it's a return, a money back, something like that where someone changes their mind, how can we make it as fl- like simple as possible? And I know Marie Forleo, um, she talks that, about that a lot in her videos, as well as a lot of coaches um, who offer services and the idea that when you when you purchase something it should be an easy exchange. Um, I know there's a number of people though that don't do that there's a strict no return policy and so definitely that's another subject I'd love to hear your comments on what do you do what's your return policy what happens when someone purchases a service from you is it a you know I'm gonna hold this deposit it's non-refundable how clear are you about it from the very beginning so uh, kudos to Nordstrom and to Kohl's that's fantastic and then finally um, well actually I've got a couple more <laughs> but those were in fashion And now we're talking about like tech investors, Shark Tank. I don't know how else you want to say this, but uh, so apparently, this is some interesting stuff. Mark Cuban. Um, and this is the second story I've read about this guy, a 26 year old founder, basically it says landed Mark Cuban's money essentially through a cold email. And we've talked about this last week. How can you get in front of influencers and be strategic about who you're talking to and building relationships with online? And you'll have to get, you'll have to go back to it. Corey Freeman was my guest co Um, and it was talking about, uh, we talked about, gosh, what was that company, Corey? Um. Or the, it was in uh, Fast Company, I think. And um, and interesting, interesting enough, uh, he said something like, you email someone that's of influence or that has a busy schedule and you give them something. You say, I'm, I'm asking this of you and in exchange I'll tell you about this. And so the line that this guy used, it's for the Zebra. It's an insurance um, agency. Let me see if I can find it. It said, it all started with a cold email. The subject line was, want to disrupt the insurance agency. So I think that's really interesting um, that it was simple and sweet. And you know what's funny is that I, on over the weekend I read an article by um, that was a QA and a with Seth Godin. Fantastic article. You all have to read it. I'll link up to it because I don't remember where it's at now. I think it's on ink maybe. And Seth Godin says, or the guy asks him what's the deal with the short questions or short responses, and he goes in and says they're really, they're good responses, or if I, if I didn't make them short, then they wouldn't be as good, that type of a thing. It shows that he spent a lot of time on it. And I think the same thing is true of the subject line, right? The idea that this guy went back, edited it probably a few times, got maybe people's opinions because you don't have that many chances to get in front of this guy. Cold email, want to disrupt the insurance agency. So uh, this is the second, the first example that I can remember of him investing in a similar manner, Um, that was in like Forbes or Inc. or one of those, uh, was for bro um, bro tips. Do you guys know what I'm talking about <clears throat> that are watching live? Uh, so it's the um it's that app bro something <laughs> they did a similar tactic where they emailed him cold emailed him out of the blue and was like let's let's go into this together and i can't remember if it was already out there i'll have to search for the article and link it up to this video so if you're watching live uh, make sure that you check out the replay this is episode 23 um of uh, gencast so again it's winning wednesday if you're just joining us now winning <laughs> i'm getting a little bit better at this whole sound cue thing uh, and uh, the next one I wanted to talk about, which I don't know is how, how legitimate this is, but it's in Huffington Post Business, first of all. And it's commenting on a, a survey or a, um, a report that is done that compares the elasticity. Let me make sure I get the technical term right, because this isn't something I've heard of as far as the term goes. Um, intergenerational Earnings Elasticity. So, so the idea that you're born poor, you can become rich by the time you're an adult. And the probability of that from the, the U.S. versus Canada. And so what this report is finding is essentially that Canadians are actually more, um, more prone to be able to be born into a poor family and to, raise, to rise into richness, whereas in, in the U.S., you're more likely to be born rich, stay rich type of a thing. And I thought it was an interesting because they're basically saying, what about the American dream? Is that really possible? So I want to get your opinions on it because I feel like um, just doing a report and a survey on it, I don't know if that... I don't know, does that comment on our, on our system and how maybe we are still in this industrial revolution type thing? You get a job, you get trained for something, and then you kind of just like perpetuate what you've been raised with, what's around you. Um, does the American dream still exist in the U.S.? Is it true for you? Did you, were you raised in a different setting and then were able to break out of it? I mean, what does that look like and why is it different in Canada? Is it really different in Canada, first of all, um, So many things we could be discussing here. But like I said, I've got one more minute. I am sticking to this 15 minutes. You're going to just, you're going to be so proud of me. So the last one is just a fun little thing. I want to teach you how to win the internet today. This is true. This is how you're going to win the internet. Uh, There's an article in TechCrunch that is basically saying, I'll just show you the headline because it's pretty self-explanatory. Trouble at Yahoo, partial webmail outages, hits day two, surprise small business websites, shutdowns, anger, Customers, so um, I thought this is a very timely article for those of you in the room <laughs> that are going through something similar. So essentially, what happened at Yahoo? Gosh, it's ten fifteen. Um, what happened at Yahoo is that uh, their hosting department. So the webmail thing aside, you know. The hosting piece, they were with, had some kind of agreement with AT&T and that changed. And so basically what they're having to do is change things up a little bit. And some websites have gone down as a result of it. And so customers are getting frustrated because Yahoo's not talking back. As someone that has recently had their hosting company acquired, I can tell you that I'm sure Yahoo, and I've gone through this too personally, when you have an internet service, it goes through a number of um, of acquisitions, right? That's what, this is just kind of the nature of the industry. Um, exchanges are happening. Even like your sales agent, if you have someone, if you're like with a larger hosting company where maybe you have a rack or you have your own server your your own personal person that probably helps you with customer support he might leave she might leave the company might uh, sell or be exchanged that type of a thing know who it is that you're doing business with first of all this is how you're gonna win the internet know your passwords keep it on file somewhere that's safe protected don't just put it in a google drive don't like I mean protect your information first of all but know that you have everything your control panel FTP website access Access to emails, passwords, all of those things. Keep them on file. Yeah, know what domain names you've registered. You know, this sounds simple, but when you're a busy business owner, you're busy. You have other, you're focused other places, right? So essentially, these customers are frustrated because you know it might legitimately because be Yahoo's fault for not um, not alerting them, but sometimes their email address changes. So if you're registered with a specific domain name, make sure all of your email addresses in that registration are current. So easy way to win the internet today. Hopefully you guys will all take advantage of that little tip. Um, Otherwise, weigh in on the Sheryl Sandberg piece as far as, you know, feminism, Pantene goes. Weigh in on Kristen Stewart. Why is she the face of Chanel's new campaign? I would love to know. um, uh, Loyalty programs, that type of a thing. Tell us what you're doing. And then finally, what about the American dream? What is your your takeaway on that too? Find the replays on YouTube, on iTunes, on youngfemaleentrepreneurs.com by searching for Young Female Entrepreneurs. So we'll come up. Thank you so much for watching live. I love it when you guys show up live. I love it when you watch the videos. Definitely send me your feedback though. If you don't like something, let me know. Otherwise come back here tomorrow at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. We've got a great guest. It's gonna be super fun. 15 minutes. See you later. Thank you.